Miami sun, she won't get a tan. Ain't worried cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, bay I ball like J400 in the right times. In Miami sun, she won't get a tan. Ain't worried cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, bay I ball like J400 in the right time. She looking Welcome to episode five of season two of the Zone Talk podcast. I am your host, Jamel. I'm back with Donovan, Nap, da- Devon, Rashad. I didn't even know we was recording, bro. We lit. Let's get it. <laughs> What's going on, bro? How y'all living, man? Y'all doing good? Yes, sir. Hey, man. We here. <laughs> we here. <laughs> That's you a know, fact. That's a fact. I had a decent weekend. I know you about to ask. I had a decent Word. weekend. <laughs> decent? Just decent? Friday was bad. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Saturday and Sunday was okay. <laughs> they were just okay. Nah, but, uh, Sunday was dope, though. Sunday was fire. Sunday was, Sunday was uh, another eventful week uh, in the NFL. Um, I'm going to say it every week until it stops because uh, all the football that we've been watching uh, has been fire. There have been a ton of close matchups. Um, of various kinds throughout the league, AFC, NFC, uh, in the division, outside the division. And, um, we're getting another one on Monday night right now uh, with the Baltimore Ravens and the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, but we got a whole lot of games to get to you. Um, but are there any? is there any game you guys want to start with in particular? I just thought about the Chargers and Browns game. Yeah, that was a pretty high-scoring game. Yeah, it was like – definition of like a slugfest like it was crazy just watching baker and um baker and uh justin herbert just kind of go go back and back back to back touchdowns like each possession in like the third and fourth quarter like they were just battling with each other and it was just like who was gonna get the stop kind of and it really wasn't even that it was all about a missed field goal missed extra point kind of turned yeah i'm never i'm never sleeping on austin eckler again like, <laughs> like for the past year or so, like for some reason, whatever reason it is, I don't know why, but like, I feel like people just sleep on him, including me. But this week, he just showed me how, like, he's how good he is. Really, like that's all there is to it. Like he's just a good back, um, undrafted, um, not the biggest back, but he gets it done. And not only rushing, but uh, people talk about his ability as a receiving back, like. He's exceptional. Um, but game overall, it's pretty crazy. Um, 89 points combined. So yeah. you don't usually see that every weekend in the NFL. But you don't ever usually see 80, on, almost 90 each, points yeah. between two teams. Looking That's like a, crazy. Like a college game, but. Especially not on, like, the defenses that were played, too. Like, you think about it, like, the Browns, they just came off, you know, a great, vic, uh, um, a great effort on defense. And then you have the Chargers that, that took care of business last week, too, and the secondary was looking super strong. So to see the Browns be able to have success against them in the past, um, that was that was pretty impressive, especially with, uh, what's his name, Njoku. Njoku coming out big, three big catches, like 140 yards or something like that. Oh, man. Seven catches, yeah. 149, and a touchdown for David Njoku. Left if, all pass catchers for the Browns. If y'all go back and look at Njoku's touchdown, not taking credit anyway for him, but that defender that should have made the tackle is 
Yeah, it was a poor, he, poor he, effort. Njoku caught the ball, and he just, like, the defender just threw his shoulder at him, and Njoku was gone for, like, like seven. You can't just <laughs> throw like, shoulder yeah, He was wailing. Had a guy that big, bro. Especially, especially not when you the last defender in up, between him and the top. end zone. You're yeah. not even going to go at his legs. You're just going to hit him up top, Yeah, you're going to just go down. Yeah, but, I mean, the char- the Chargers get the, the dub in the end. Um yeah, and Herbert makes another push in that MVP conversation. Uh, no turnovers. Uh, he had five touchdowns, one rushing, four passing, almost 400 yards passing, uh, 26 for 43. Now, he got the hood 400. Yeah, for sure. We round up around here. Three, 398, we round that up. That's 400. Yeah, yeah definitely sure. got the 400. <laughs> Um, Austin Eckler, uh, very versatile as well. Um, and Mike Williams came out with another big game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, eight Mike catches, Williams 165. Really yeah, he's, he's been um, here, but like he's like showing us like the guy that was at Clemson. Well, he's healthy. You want to talk about like a breakout candidate for you know players this year? Mike Williams got to be somewhere at the top of that list because uh, for him, you know, having a slow start with the Chargers, and they always expected more of him. You saw the flashes. Uh, but for him to kind of do this on a more consistent basis with Herbert at the helm and Keenan Allen, like it's a very dangerous offense to contend with. Um, and it looks like, you know, for a lot of people, uh, there's a changing of the guard in the AFC and they feel like the Chargers uh, are going to end up the favorite. Do you guys kind of agree with that sentiment? In the AFC? Yeah. I mean, you know who's looking really tough to me in the AFC? The Bills, bro. Like We can talk about We can definitely later. get to yeah. that. But, like – the Chargers are definitely legit, and they'll definitely compete with any team, I think. And, like, even the Bills, me saying that, but, like, the Bills are really one of the teams that I'm thinking is going to come out of the AFC. Yeah, nah. I, I, the, the Chargers are legit. Um, they, they, they've they shown that they can, like, score as many points as they want, really, and they've also shown that they can do it on all levels. They can run the ball. They can they can make it up in the short game. They can take shots. They kind of do what they want. Um, I think that it's still a it's still a thing where they're a young team, and I don't know if it's their time yet to take over the the entire AFC, but they're definitely putting themselves in a position to. Um, I think that Justin Herbert is like Jamel said is putting himself in a position to be the uh, the MVP. And like, I think like as far as like his play, it's just, it's just like getting more impressive almost each week watching him play. And like, I think we were we were talking in the chat in the group chat about like ranking quarterbacks and stuff like that. And I made a joke to Rashad like after the game, I was like, "Yo, like I don't think because you had put uh, Justin Herbert fifth in the, in a ranking of like five quarterbacks." I forget. I mean, it was five. it was which quarterback. Something along the lines of if you started, or which quarterback would you take for the next ten years? And yeah, then it was a list of quarterbacks that included Kyler Murray, Lamar, Josh um, Allen, and Josh Dak Allen, Dak, Dak, and Herbert. So that's five guys. Yeah. But, um, nah, but but like I was just thinking about that. That was pretty funny to me because it was just like at, at the end of the game, I'm just like, you know, this dude is like he's super talented. Like he's just. He, he's, these are tough teams he's beating too. It's not like he's, it's not like he's performing against weak teams, and it's just like a, you know, kind of carryover from last year. Like, nah, he's he's getting it done against great teams right now, and that defense is clicking. 
I mean, they gave up 42, but... I mean, but they're still, they're still like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, last week, they had a great defensive game. You know what I mean? So it's I like, think, yeah, on paper, like, for... If if we're talking about, like, contenders, um, like, when you look at, like, the championship-caliber teams, they typically have the most complete on both sides of the, of the, of the ball. And th- I think the Chargers are one of those teams where defensively and offensively on paper, like, they have... They're they're one of the best in that in that category, in my opinion. Yeah, I, th- I think um, they could be one of those teams that hits their stride defensively. Like I think the Bucks, you know, at one point last year, their defense wasn't performing the way it was at the end of the season. You know, they hit their stride probably those last six games, and then you know, guys, especially with the secondary being young, they started making plays on the back end, and something similar could happen with the Chargers, especially with the leadership they have on that team. Joey Bosa, um, Derwin James on the back end. Yeah, I think Derwin James had like 15 tackles, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah. So, I thought, bro, I saw like a stat. I was watching Red Zone. It was like leading tacklers. It said 15 tackles, Derwin James. I'm like, bro, is that like season stats? Like, bro, he just bugged out. Like 15 yeah. tackles in a game from a safety, bro. That just shows how like. All over the place. He's, he's really out. He's here. always where the ball <laughs> Joey, is. Joey Bosa has been playing really well for them as, as um too. And when you got uh, core guys like that on, on the defense, I mean. It can go either way. Your defense can have those games where they have lapses in the areas that you're not as strong, but it can also, you know, improve the game of everyone around them. And all of a sudden, the defense is making more plays as a unit, and this team, you know, looks like, you know, unstoppable. Um, or at least looks like they can contend for a Super Bowl. So it was definitely a great win um, for the Chargers. Uh, tough loss for the Browns, but uh, I'm sure they'll bounce back. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb both ran the ball very well. Um, Kareem Hunt received the ball very well, uh, and Nick Chubb just a runner of the football. That's all he. It's one of the best. <laughs> one of the best he, in the game at of, it. Yeah, he's just like give him the ball, let him do his thing now. Yeah, he'll grind it out. He'll take all the short yardage, and then he'll bust the big play and show you like the the talent that he has. The, you know, the acceleration, the strength, um, the amount of yards he's averaging after contact is ridiculous, but. Um, he's been like that his whole career, so that was good to see as well. There I mean, was a there was a quick conversation that that I was watching today on like NFL Live. They were just talking about like, do you guys ever consider? Do you guys ever consider the fact that like a quarterback, even though they're not playing another quarterback, like they're matched up against each other, and you have to essentially beat out that other quarterback? You guys put any credence into that? Yes uh, and no, because like if that quarterback is outperforming you that means that he's putting his team in a better position to win than you are okay you know what i mean so like if a person if if you know justin herbert threw for three three eighty three ninety eight or 400 as we call it um, yeah and baker threw for let's say 100 yards instead of the 300 or two whatever he had we'd say like yeah you know what i mean I mean, I just think that's more of a marketing thing in terms of when they do like QB versus QB because, I mean, it, there could be a number of reasons why a quarterback doesn't play well that don't involve like the quarterback specifically. Well, um, both both my the reason why I say this right is because both of these guys played well enough to win. Yeah, yeah. like both of them yeah. played really well, and Except so for Baker on the last drive. And so now we're talking about like yo, like now that the the headlines are like, oh, is he really going to be able to? to take that team as far as they need to go because they have all the other pieces. Yeah. And then it's like, well, we need more consistent work out of the QB. So 
I don't know what y'all think about that, but I just thought it was interesting that they always tend to like bring that all the way back up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, in that situation, it's tough because, you know, the, we always know games come down to a handful of plays, you know, four or five, six plays on offense or defense. And, you know, when you have a quarterback like Mahomes and you're going up against a quarterback like Baker or you have a quarterback like Herbert and you're going up against a guy like that, um, you know, I can see why the tendency is to just focus in on those two guys in those critical situations and forget everything else that happened around them during the game. Um, mm. it, I mean, I don't love it, but I, I can understand. I, I feel well. like also, though, in, in those two teams are like kind of like on e- even like playing fields as, as far as like their defenses are kind of built the same as like they got a stud D line and then a good secondary yeah. and like the middle kind of is what it is. And then I feel like they're kind of similar on offense and except that the Browns have two backs two like yeah. dominant backs, but like Austin Eckler is a, a very good back. And then the receiving cores are like, like take your choice. You want Odell Jarvis and uh, T Higgins, Richard Higgins, or do you want, you know, Keenan Allen, Michael, like, it's really like up for grabs, and then it comes down to like, at that point, QB play. QB play for me yeah. It's like, who we take at Herbert, or like who who's gonna win this matchup today? See, I think it always looks that way, but when it comes down to the game, it it doesn't always pan out that way. That yeah. like the yeah, QB play is the reason that you know they didn't win the game. It's just like obviously I can see why. Um, people make that correlation but it just depends on the game i mean bigger could be playing really well one day and the defense could be playing bad and you know there's a ton of factors that can go into that too um but talking about some of these top quarterbacks uh josh allen and the buffalo bills uh did beat the kansas city chiefs uh 38 to 20 um in a high scoring game but uh, the Chiefs looked off the ball. Um, the last few games, they dropped to two and three. Josh Allen looked on the money for the most part, did miss some throws, but overall played really well, ran the ball really well, um, and just looks to continue his ascension. Yeah, nah. Josh Allen is a playmaker, and he does a lot of good things on the field as far as like knowing when to take his shots and knowing when to get up out of there and run the ball. And I think that's something that that's another thing we were talking about off there about like running ability and the difference kind of between uh, how like Josh Allen and Justin Herbert are kind of like similar players in, sta- yeah. in stature, <clears throat> size, arm, throwing ability. Josh Allen's definitely a little more hockey if you ask yeah, me. He's like, no, <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm saying as far as they're both like 6'5", they're yeah. both like gunslingers, but like, and they both can run the ball. But I, like I was saying, Josh Allen shows his ability to run the ball more often, and it's very more apparent in his game. And, like, that that's why, like, I think that's why the Bills are so dangerous in their offense right now is because they have all these playmakers around, and they got a guy that's leading them that is, a, like, basically a dual-threat option. Yeah, I think um, I like to think of Josh Allen as, like, the ultimate dual-threat quarterback at this point. Um because I, we were talking about it last night, like you said, like his ability, like his ability to throw the ball is just as good as he is as a runner, vice versa. Like you kind of have to pick your poison when you're matching up against the Bills, and that's why they're so dangerous. Because like the development that he's had over the past three years, that's like continuing, and he's just getting better. Um, 
and he has a rapport with Stephon Diggs now, who has been instrumental to that development. So and he's only 24, 25. Something yeah. Like that. So like, I mean, and like Devon said, he's a big dude too. So like, even tackling him, like if he's running the ball, like, like cornerback, secondary guys, yeah, like yeah, like, yeah he, hurt, he hurdled somebody. Yeah. So <laughs> like, uh, for a key first down at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just like really good, and and I think right now the way it looks like today, I think the Bills are. Think I think they're that top team in the AFC. Yeah, um, that's what I want to stress like today as well, because like you know yeah. it changes week to week. Like yeah, just obviously. given like in the season, like you're basically judging your last performance. Like yeah, so like yeah. that's why the Chiefs right now are looking like a team like so far like they've had flashes of being that team, but like yeah, they're not and they didn't do it this game. They didn't do it last game. So it's like me me and Nap were talking about it earlier today. How the the Chiefs like. They're they're gonna be fine, but yeah. they definitely have their work cut out for them because they're two and three, right? And the and the that, Chargers are two and zero oh in the division, so they're right. like the Chargers have the head to head um, against them, and then Three the other two. teams in the AFC, two two. such as the Ravens, they have the head to head. Who else did they play? Um, but those types of teams, those types of contending teams, like when you, when it comes down to the the playoff, like when that comes into play more, um, when we get a more clear picture about how the standings will look, mm-hmm. though, like these are the type, this type of game is going to matter because, you know, depending on, let's say the Chiefs, like we you know where they get seated, right? Like they're still a dangerous opponent in the playoffs. So in that sense, like, do you really want your team playing the Chiefs at who's the like Chiefs a, a five like seed, a four or five seed? Four or five at, seed. Any, at any point, so no. that's the way I look at it. Like, I'm. I'd bet money that the, the Chiefs are going to come back to life and they're going to make the playoffs and stuff like that. But I think when it comes to, like, the like the postseason, we talk about that. Like, the other AFC teams are going to be in trouble because the matchup. Like, they're always going to be a, a matchup nightmare for, for teams. How bad does that, uh, does that Joe Thune loss hurt moving forward? It hurts on the road to, like, trying to get themselves – in the right lane, but I mean that's gonna be something they have to overcome. Like I mean, they they try to overcome it in the Super Bowl, but like, they were missing I mean, several that was, linemen. Yeah, I think it's different believe. because that was two tackles in the Super yeah. Bowl and missing an interior lineman. You can scheme up a little bit and cover that, yeah. um, especially with Mahomes' ability to like be mobile and run outside of the pocket and things like that, and, and get the get the ball quickly, like. So I actually don't think the drop-off is going to be crazy, especially when they got Creed Humphrey at center, and he's playing, like, exceptionally well in the interior. So at least you got one guy holding down center, and you got Orlando Brown on the left side. And so then you're just missing that left guard spot. But those other spots outside of it are still good. I just want to highlight, too, like, I don't think the Chiefs are in trouble by any means. Like, their first five games have been, like, like, they have, like, probably the toughest schedule in the NFL right now. And they've already played the Chargers, the Ravens, the and the Bills. Yeah, they like, both played the Browns. Like, and they've also played the Browns Who they too. Beat, so, right. like, like they're, they're it's not like they're going out there and they're like, yeah, just yeah. laying eggs. They're, they're just yeah. playing yeah. against like losing the bums. Like, yeah. they're, they're yeah. playing good football. They're playing decent football against very good teams. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're expected to lose when they play these like this type of way. But I, th- I think that also, like, within that highlights how much more competitive the whole landscape and of we the were, league We were has, also talking about that, happened. too. Like, like, now that, like, now we're really seeing, like, those, like, the effects of, like, post-Tom Brady and the AFC. Like, this is what it's point. like now. Like, huge point. There are, like, some very strong, like, 
teams coming out of that that conference. <laughs> Like, like LeBron the, leaving the leaving the yeah, East. Yeah, like the playing field is a lot more even than it was five years ago. Definitely, definitely, and um, there were definitely uh a few more competitive matchups on. I think the Chiefs would be okay. I actually do want to mention before we get off that game that the Bills' defense held the Chiefs to twenty points. I don't want that to go unnoticed because I think they played really well. That you forced two picks. They had a couple of sacks on Mahomes. Um, obviously, Thune is out, so that hurt. But I think overall that defense is continuing to play like they're supposed to play this year. And they played at a high level. If they keep it up, um, this team is definitely going to be, you know, the favorite uh, yeah. in the AFC. Not so. many times you shut out the Chiefs in a In a, in quarter, a quarter, yeah. like Ever. For 15 <laughs> minutes, yeah, that's, that's a tough ask for any team to do. No points, like not even three. Absolutely. And, um, but let's shift to the NFC. Uh Talk about that tough division over there in the NFC West. Uh, we had a divisional matchup between the Rams and the Seahawks. Uh, and unfortunately, we did see that Russell Wilson got hurt and is going to be out at least four weeks um, after having surgery, I think, on a finger or hand. Yeah, I think it was the middle yeah. finger. Yeah. 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 So um, you hate to hear it if you're a Seattle fan. Um, and I hate to see Russ off the field. Um, Geno Smith stepping in. He, did. he looked good, <laughs> man. One thing I wanted to say before we get on to Geno, Russ. See, remember we was talking about it a few weeks ago and it's like fantasy wise, like Russ is dominating. Like, bro, the Seahawks just haven't been able to get it done for some time now. And I feel like this injury is just like gonna be the reason this season. This is the nail in the coffin for the yeah. like this team. I like especially with the way the rest of the division like, is playing too. Like right. Gino, like all credit to him. Like he stepped in and like he didn't mess it up for them, but like it wasn't enough. But when you say when you all right, so when I ask nail in the coffin, like what do you mean? When like, you like affirm that, so uh, assuming he missed, he's gonna miss at least four weeks from what he, they've said. I think they said like six. They said to eight. four to eight. They said four to oh, eight. All right. And so you know, let's assume he misses four to six. Um, they come back after four games. I don't know who they play, but what what record do you think Gino has to have for them to like still? I mean, he, he has to win more games than they lose. They, like so, if Russ, I feel be like he has to go weeks, three and one. He has yeah. to go. If, it, if it's four weeks, four games. if it's four he'd, weeks, he'd have to go three and one. If, if it's six case, weeks, no. I think he has to go 500. He has to go 500, like minimum. Like, like that's like <laughs> yeah. as bad as it yeah, gets. Yeah, that's as bad yeah. as it can get. Like, I, they'll still have four hope. Four and one is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, three and one after four weeks. I mean, I just think. Also, I think. There'll like, be a couple games back. We should take a look at who the Seahawks are going to play, like, the next upcoming weeks. So we can try to make it a little. You know, prediction on what Geno can do. Because, I mean, if they're playing, they got the Rams out of the way. They did lose, but, you know, it's for Geno's sake, like, moving forward, like, this next game, preparing as a starter, like, against Washington, it looks like. No, I mean, yeah, their they're schedule, like, they got to play the Saints defense coming up. They got to play the Steelers defense coming up. Like, it, it's not going to get much easier. Obviously, they have the Jags, but. Um, I mean, wait, so. Okay, so they got the Saints next. Yeah. In the pack, that's two tough, two tough games. Then they got Washington. They're no slouches. No, like, they got the Steelers next first. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. But but for Gino, like like you can tell how much of a security blanket it is to even have a dude like DK yeah. or like Tyler Lockett. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Like Gino Smith aside, like he's I. Like yeah. he's not. He's not going to go out and win a Super Bowl anytime soon. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, to be able to have that type of comfort in a DK Metcalf, and DK showed up against 
Jalen Ramsey and company like yeah, showed up. Like this wasn't like oh some fluke like broken play. He's just gonna get a touchdown off of that. Like nah, he went out there and did his thing. Yeah. So yeah, DK definitely played a great game uh, against Ramsey and the rest of the Seahawks offense is just gonna have to step up ultimately. And it's tough because Chris Carson's out. Um, yet Alex Collins filling in did okay. Didn't do anything special. Uh, and so you know it's a tough ask for that team right now. Every game is gonna be. They just need to go one game at a time. Every game, like Taking I know every team, at a time. every team sh- should have that mentality, but they should really be looking at it like, look, we can't even think about when Russell's coming back. We just have to find a way to win this week. We have to run the ball. We have to get the ball to our playmakers, and our defense needs to step up. Uh, if not, you know, it could be slow for them um, being at two and three. They do have a divisional win, uh, which is good, but I, I don't know if that's going to be enough for them to hang around and still be in contention for that playoff spot six, seven, eight weeks down the road. Yeah, worst-case scenario for Seattle, uh, particularly in that division. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> um, what do you guys think about the Rams' offense in this past game, right? They they fed – or Rob Woods fed, what, 14 targets? Yeah, 14 targets or yeah, something like that. 12 catches, 150. Yeah, like – like, do you guys think that what we saw, granted, like it was against the Seahawks and that it's only one sample size, but do you think what we saw on Thursday is better or worse than what we've seen the first four games from them? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you, like, which of these is more I mean, fluid? Like, I feel like they're keeping pace. I like, mean, for them, kinda. as far as them, like, coming out of the gates and their offense, like, you know, being what it was up to this point. Like, I mean, it's not like they played against a slouch opponent. I just think like that they won the game, and they know that what their what their ceiling is and what they can do. Um, and I think they have that like luxury of playing a certain style of football because they have they. I don't think they had that with Goff, for example. How I always talk about how yeah. with Goff, it was kind of. McVay schemed it up in a sense where he didn't put the the game completely in the hands of Jared Goff. You can do you feel, probably feel more comfortable doing that with Stafford for sure if you're Sean McVay. But I think with Stafford at quarterback, you have that flexibility and whatever situation you're in, they're going to be able to adjust their style of play in that situation. So they can run the ball. They have Daryl Henderson, who's who has I think been an underrated element. Um, in that offense or just overall. And they have Stafford and then obviously the weapons that he has, he can spread it out in whatever situation they can they can do it. Yeah, they're, they're definitely an adaptable team that can change the game up a lot of ways if they feel like it. Um, and that definitely is a strength for them. And their defense is a tough unit. Um, you know, they will have their ups and downs, but overall that's a pretty stout lineup that they got over there. I think that offense is going to have the flexibility to to put a, have a high floor and an even higher ceiling. Yeah, and then like the combine that on. with the defense, like they're fine. Like the defense is going to create opportunities for them too, whether like they're going to I think their defense is going to put them in in as far as turnovers, put them in positions of the field where they're able to to score and put up points or whatever it may be, but another team that when you talk about a t- contender, like, complete on offense and defense. So, yeah. I think they're yeah. straight, like, you know. And you're not, you're not always going to come out every game in, in the NFL and, you know, Deshaun Jackson's putting up 120 yards on, like, three receptions. Like, yeah. But, I mean, 
They're they're a good good team. Yeah, and Djax still had a sixty eight yard catch. That was crazy. Um, Old Djax would have housed it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that and that element of the offense is still very apparent there. As long as he's healthy, so it's like they they can be very explosive um, throughout. But looking back at uh, the former Rams starter uh, Jared Goff and the Lions took a tough loss uh, to the Minnesota Vikings, nineteen to seventeen. Lost on another. End of game field goal that was fifty plus yards, uh, and it was yeah, a heartbreaker for them. for them. Bro. Heartbreaker for them. They uh, yeah. did enough for the coach. Yeah, yeah. clearly. <laughs> uh, if y'all didn't see his interview, go check it out. Um, very emotional. Uh, we might have to put it on here. Yeah, he was. He was very. He was very. <laughs> no, nah, I ain't emotional. gonna lie. I haven't even seen it yet. Um, I mean, I I get where he's coming from though. Dude sounds like a passionate guy. Like you're a head coach of a football team you know you're, you've been trying to revamp them and bring new energy and you can tell it's there like it's evident um and they've made some good moves so far like the t- the games they've played look good like they played hard and like it's like damn they should have a win by now like yeah with they the way they played. I felt that way yeah. as well when i looked across the score like ticker i seen lions lost oh and five i'm like yeah. dang like because they have competed and like i remember like a few weeks ago i like applauded them for like coming back almost against someone i forget who it was but like they're they're a tough team and like i just hope they can Greatness. start to pile some wins together because they've definitely taken their their l's so far and it's just like i don't think they're a horrible team like i don't think they're the lions of like i think it was, what what year was that they went over 16 whatever oh, yeah. whatever year that was i don't think <laughs> the forgotten this, season yeah i don't think this is that but they definitely need to find a way to win because i mean like no matter if it's a buy one point, three points, like a loss is a loss, and it mm-hmm. just like they're piling up now. For yeah, real. and like just looking at the film, like you can be like looking at this. This could be like winning film against some other team, but like each game they need to find a way to win. Period. Because like with it's the, just, it's what just, they got napped the Barry Sanders curse. Yeah, they got <laughs> the Barry Sanders curse. I told you, nah, should have let that man walk. <laughs> Now yeah, got hundred years of losing ahead of y'all. Like when when I look at when I look at um like the Lions this season, like it's just not even. I'm not even gonna look at the like the performance, like the product we're seeing on the field. It's just more so. Like I just feel. I just think about like the fans and the ways that they've lost this season. Like, <laughs> that ass. Like it's kind. It's kind of like it's nah, unfortunate. Like, always I, imagine being a Detroit I Lions fan right now. I can't. I can't imagine. Like, nah, it would be a lot of heartache, especially as much as we love football. Like, yeah. for us, to, if we were, like, in Detroit and we faithfully loved the Lions, I, we we couldn't do this podcast. We nah. wouldn't have no energy for that. <laughs> no energy on Monday <laughs> for the podcast. Yeah, ain't no way. Detroit lost again. <laughs> what I, else? You're not like, even mentioning them yeah, on your own pod. Yeah, word. Yeah. Those are the games you skip. <laughs> yeah, no, but speaking of almost being a sad home fan the pats though like oh man a dog fight with the texans bro i'm like these guys not them <laughs> like come no on. not a dog so fight. we almost lost yeah like it yeah. took Straight a up. it took a great effort in the fourth for us to get that done but like yeah as a pats fan davis mills just, is like that yeah, davis somehow. mills out here picking picking <laughs> belichick apart bro, when I was he said that, belichick ain't shit <laughs> That's it's all I heard. Crazy. All game. Like, I'm just looking. I was watching Red Zone because I thought the pass was just going to get them done. Like, I, I was like, I'm going to just watch Red Zone, tune into the other games. Bro, every time I seen the Pats game, they're just getting cooked. I was like, oh, no. Like, Yeah, they was making some crazy catches. Like, we just did not look good. And I was like, this is easily, like, the ugliest game, like, 
of the season so far. Um, but a win is a win. A win is a win. Win is a win, man. Just as a pass fan, just like the the way it looked doesn't make me happy. But if this would have been a twenty five twenty two loss, it's like yeah, nah, like nice. y'all should have won that you're looking game. At, yeah. You're looking at one and four, and, and it's even more frustrating just knowing that this is the result. This is what happens the week after we play the Bucks down to the wire. Yeah, <laughs> like, you yeah. play it's one of like the best teams. We're playing up and we're playing down. You like, play you really one of the best teams it. in the NFL down to the wire. Close game. They're fighting for every inch. And next week, you let the Texans and Davis Mills tear your ass apart. <laughs> Davis Mills deserves a fucking medal. <laughs> like, bro, yo, as, as much as we talk about Belichick and rookie QBs, this Word. motherfucker came up here Word. and said, fuck all of that. I don't care. 21, 21 for 29, 29, over 300, three TDs. Probably the best game he's ever played in football. I wonder period. if that's I wonder if that's the best rookie performance it's against Belichick. Easily, that's easily the best rookie performance. There's only been like yeah, four about, wins think about it that way. from rookies against Belichick. Yeah, I think there's been six. Yes, like single digits. It's like this yes. is probably the best the rookie quarterback played in any of them, I would assume. With no turnovers, especially yeah. after the way we've seen and, him play this year. And, Yo. And don't let Mac Mac Jones' numbers fool you either. <laughs> it was poor. It was, wasn't great play on his part. Twenty-three of thirty with the of those thir- of those seven misses, six of them were pretty bad. It's like four were almost picks. You know what I mean? So, so like we gotta like tone it down on the, the like the putting him on this super high pedestal and just let him go through his rookie year and just like go through his ups and downs and not be putting this man up and making him think he's something he's not. Yeah. Have him play within the system that. that he's learning in right now because yeah. like it's too much hype behind him to be going into playing the Houston Texans in the fucking three point. Hey man, that's that's New England Patriots fans all together. <laughs> that's what that's yeah, how yeah, it goes yeah. like I, y'all are what, used to greatness yeah, yeah, yeah. what i tell you about mentioning y'all all are used to greatness it's not all, all of a sudden us. some I'm guy not us them all of them amen i know this hurt it don't matter i know this hurt it the dorchester hurt, patriots the that's who you're part of <laughs> dorchester patriots they said nah, boston no new england <laughs> dorchester's in new england so that's where we at <laughs> the dorchester patriots who you with we were, I mean, it's a lot of pressure on that man, though. A whole lot of pressure. Yeah. But yo, question: What's good with the Patriots running backs? Why can't they hold on to the ball? Ah, oh, man, I wish I knew. I, I don't know if there was a change in the running back room with the coach or something. Or, I mean, it was that rain. was the thing we had thought we had going for us. I word, really, yeah. word. We done traded Sony <laughs> Michelle, and now it looked like we need him. Sony Michelle had ten touches on one drive against on Thursday night too, which is crazy. Yeah, agree. Rashad was very impressed by that. Like, that's that's in one drive. That's like, like pretty much all you. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. That's that, a lot that of thing, conditioning. That, yeah, that same drive they scored. Hard conditioning. A ten play hard condition. <laughs> I don't know, man. But what I what I will say is, the Eagles, man, Jalen Hurts squeezing out a victory. Hey, by any make means, it, any, make, making that NFC, you know what I mean? For that real. NFC picture a little bit, a little bit brighter for for themselves. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, can't complain. One, you know, like Miles Sanders running the rock, decent game. Devonta Smith Devontae played. Smith playing, pre- playing great. Well. Like, he's he's actually like 
You know, like how you have where you have people like you come into the season like ah, oh, like they're gonna have like a good year. They're gonna have a great year. Like he's like he's kind of been like what I thought. Like the, I think I thought he was gonna have a consistent year. Like I I expected like you know consistency from him rather than like you know the extreme games like you get from like you know three touchdowns, yeah. five, like shit like that. Jamar Chase is kind of doing right now, um, but. Like nah, but like he he's balling right now, and I I'm loving to watch him and uh, Jalen Hurts kind of have like a little connection going. Yeah, Devonta Smith is uh, definitely playing very well, um, and I mean yeah, the consistency right there. The rest of the Eagles' offense though is just question marks um, for me, and I think part of it is the play calling. Um, I I just don't know what they want to do or what they are, they want the identity of this offense to be. Uh, it doesn't look like they want to give you know Miles Sanders a ton of touches, but they're not passing the ball amazing. Um, it just looks like there's a lot of question marks with Nick Sirianni and what he's doing over there. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, at the end of the day, you squeeze out a win. You beat a Panthers team that was undefeated two weeks ago. Um, and, you know, that's a tough defense to play against, tough win defense to win, win against. And uh, a win is a win. Um, so a good win for them nonetheless. And in the NFC East, uh, it's always going to be competitive. So. I mean, it's really – if you if you look at this box score, it's really a tale of two halves. Yeah. Like like the first half, clearly they weren't ready to play with them. And then the second half they made adjustments and, you know, they squeezed out this win. Jalen Hurts, the progression is coming. And he's definitely looking like their franchise quarterback early and he's starting to use his, he's starting to use his feet better in situations like no one to pull the ball no one to get upfield like he had two rushing touchdowns pretty good runs and i'm excited good. for their future yeah and the nfc east division too anything is kind of yeah. possible from what we've seen over the yeah. past couple of years but. except for the like how about them cowboys but the cowboys nah. i don't think we were recording episodes since um they released what's his name Jalen Smith. Yeah, bro. We just talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to. I, I think that I think that means they're confident in who they got. Yeah, I, I don't. Think they like. If you they, do that in four and one, you better be. No, hundred percent. That's real. That's but too I mean, early I, to be. I, it just speaks mm-hmm. to what Micah Parsons is doing to that yeah. linebacker room. Like clearly, they're confident in him and what he's bringing to the table. You have Leighton Van Der Esch. They actually have two younger starters uh, than, and they have two vets behind them and. One of them was Jalen Smith, and so could just be an odd man out situation. They could not like the way he was playing, but I don't see. Yeah, I heard that. it was basically because like I I knew Jalen Smith to be a pretty decent linebacker, but like they were saying basically he was like wasn't making plays, always out of position. It's just like damn, like. And then he got right. he got what picked up by the Packers. Did he? Yeah, because he's yeah, a good player. Kinda, I'm sure he'll you know be someone to keep your eye on in the league. I mean, I don't think he's terrible. So he wasn't active to play this week for them though. Yeah, we'll see how that pans out. But uh, it was definitely an odd situation. And then the Pats releasing Stephon Gilmore. We didn't mention that as well. We might not have mentioned that. I think it happened after y'all potted last yeah, week. Yeah, so um, the Pats um, releasing Stephon Gilmore or trading Stephon Gilmore to the yeah. Panthers. Yeah. Um, and adding for the to low, right? that secondary. Yeah, for yeah, a six-rounder. Six That's cool. Like, what? Bro, the Giants, the Giants, just to get back to this game, the Giants went from, like, I don't know, potentially – <laughs> looking like they might maybe <laughs> turn their season around yeah, yeah, to like everybody getting yeah, hurt. Yeah. Everybody got hurt. So Mike Glennon at the helm. Yeah, bro. It, it's about to be a bad rest of the way for for the Giants. And then 
Saquon, bro, like getting hurt. Yo, his ankle. His ankle looked yeah. crazy on TV, bro. Yeah, Rashad was not was ready not at ready all for that. But apparently, um, it's not not as bad as it they thought it would be, and hopefully, no. he'll be back. I've had my disagreements with Saquon, but I don't wish injury upon anybody. Yeah, it was so. also one of those injuries. It was like it didn't even need to happen. Like it was just yeah. Yeah. Rolled, rolled up on some not guy. Like you just you don't you hate to see it, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you could see him like getting carted off too. Like he just kind of like it's like wow. Like, and of course, of course, this happens. Another <laughs> bright spot though for the Giants was Kadarius Tony having his breakout game. I think it was Sheesh. like what ten catches, one eighty nine. He didn't get in the end zone, but he did get a punch off and an ejection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, my thing was like, bro, like you just, you just like, you just, you just yeah. did your thing, bro. And is he and from now, Florida? And your boy team from, lost. Boy from Florida. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's a Florida boy. <laughs> yeah. He hey, don't care. Yeah, it don't. <laughs> yeah. It don't that, matter what he just. That did. explains everything. I'm not confused at all now. <laughs> But uh, that boy's a dog, nonetheless. I mean, you hooping like that, I'm sure you get on people's people nerves. Hoop like you know, that? No. <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. You get to, no. no, but you get to protect your teammates if that's what he if that's what his uh, defense is. That receiving court is pretty serious when they're healthy. Uh, but that's sure. the problem. It looked that boy like is from Mobile, Alabama. Oh no, he built different. They've he got, is from Mobile, oh, Mobile, Alabama. Alabama. Oh yeah, that's a southern he boy. Is not from Florida. He went to Florida. He went to Florida. Um, but yeah, they got Darius Tony is hurt with a knee injury. They don't expect it to be too bad, but they're not sure if he's gonna play this this week. Um, and then Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Saquon, Daniel Jones. Jeez, I mean, the list goes man, on and on. Um, and you got your top three receivers out, your quarterback out, and your top running back out. It's, things are not getting brighter. And they're one and four, uh, so it might be time to tank. On uh, the flip side, honestly. how good are the Cowboys? Like, how good are they really? Like, like, like their secondary, their secondary is looking okay. Their secondary is looking okay. And uh, um, what's his name? Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Is he's really, wow. looking six like he's like Six picks in five weeks. That. <laughs> yeah. Nah. If you – Six picks in five about, weeks, you like We just that. talked about yeah, homie last week. Yeah, down all the way down. We literally yeah, just – We were just talking about him last week when he had his two picks. Yeah. The docs, the Google Docs. Go all the way down. So he got Trayvon Diggs. I found a little a little fun fact. Oh, What? Yeah, this is this is – Look it up. This is true. It's <laughs> crazy. But first of all, Trayvon Diggs been balling. We all know that. But yeah. anyways, he got six interceptions on the year, which is compared to Brandon Ayuk, who is a starting and notable receiver in the NFL. So <laughs> through these five games, both have been that both guys have played in. Trayvon Diggs has six interceptions compared to Ayuk's eight receptions on the year. Yeah, think about that. Like, think crazy. about how dominant. And we were joking around about it like last week when Diggs was like, he's on pace for X yeah. amount of interceptions. But like, just to add perspective, like, he also has 100 receiving yards, defensive receiving yards, compared to Ayuk's 90 receiving yards on offense. That's really nuts. Nah, so, yeah, that's actually pretty crazy. Like, that's you crazy. hate to be Ayuk in this scenario. No, no, no. It's just yeah. like nah, Trayvon Diggs is really playing exceptionally well right now. <laughs> but and nah, like, but, but I've been dealing with like hamstring, like they've been trying to. I'm hit. But I'm just adding a little bit 
you know nah, how, how dominant it, Trayvon Diggs is. Yeah, like that the fact that he has receiving yeah. numbers. Yeah, <laughs> playing corner. I mean, former crazy. wide receiver, right? Yeah. Is yeah, that is that, the, is that the new formula? I saw I saw that little article about like it, it was like him saying that like when he went into Alabama as a receiver, uh, yeah, like Nick, uh, Nick Satan, like he said he cried, or whatever. he cried to his, like. Well, he he like, took one like, look at like, the receiving room. Like yeah, like do you see the receiving room that was in there too <laughs> though? And then too like I'm sure if he wanted to, he could have redshirted. Did his thing, waited, waited till probably this season right now, and been doing his thing at Alabama as a receiver. Like, either way, granted, he is doing a a tremendous job at playing DB right now in the NFL for the Dallas Cowboys, and it looks like it is his calling. And he said something like he's thankful to Nick Saban for that. I still think he could probably play in the NFL whatever he wanted to. He's one of those athletes. I saw a comparison on Twitter. Let me, I, I just want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Um, some guy didn't, essentially just didn't want to give Trayvon Diggs his flowers because he said that he was like kind of inconsistent. And then like the comparison that he brought up was Marcus Peters. What do you all think about that? Right? When Marcus Peters is hot, Marcus Peters is hot. Yeah. And it's like those are game changing plays too that he makes. Like his ability to get turnovers, like you will take the 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 missed assignment or the bad play every now and then for a play that's going to change the course of the game. I think it levels off when you have guys like that, but like he did Trayvon Diggs did let up some receiving yardage, but when you have a pick in every game mm-hmm. and you're putting your not just getting the pick, but returning it to a point where it makes it yeah. easier for your offense to go back and score. Yeah. Like I mean, you take the good with the bad. Corner's a tough position, like. And he's traveling. Yeah, he's bro. He's traveling every single time. Like, it's not going to be. It's not going to. Yeah, I'd be hard pressed to find another Revis Ramsey type of guy coming up like ASAP. Patrick yeah. Sertain is doing great. J.C. Horn was playing great, but for that to be consistent for a long period of time, like that's hard to find. And even when you have those guys, you take the good with the bad. Yeah, we got some. Uh, nah, that's the news that we really we need to get to. News. But we after got the breaking news, yeah, right now <laughs> in the Zone Talk podcast. Oh, we, we done with we this ju- Cowboys game. What's the news? I don't do know we the just news. do we just cut it and, and get straight to it? Yeah, we can get right to it right now. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, John Gruden no longer a head coach of the Whoa. The Raiders. Whoa. What was it? Hold on. What was his deal? Ten years. His deal was initially like a 10-year deal to like revamp this whole organization. Yo, that's crazy, bro. Bro. Like, think it, bro. Yo, Jamel, y'all might remember, but in the group chat, me and we were talking about how the Raiders are that organization where, you know, things can go well for them, but they can just as quickly just go from being, you know, good to everything just going south. Yeah. Like, they're on a two-game losing streak. Whoa. And <laughs> here it is. Yeah. But um, so he's he's no longer the coach there. Oh man, Whoa. yo, he got crazy. This is all live, so yeah. And we gonna get to some of these more games, but we gonna have to talk about this because they said he denounced the emergence of women as referees, the drafting of a gay player, and the tolerance of players protesting during the playing of the national anthem. Yeah, that sounds. Oh. Yo, did you 
<laughs> yeah, nah, Yo. this is bad. This is bad. This is super bad. Why is he saying this in email? You can, bro. you guys. Can Facts. Go <laughs> like, like probably with his at you NFL. Go to New York Times email. and check out the email, bro. Yeah. Yo, Keyshawn Johnson was sounding off today about John Gruden. He was Yo. going off today about him, saying that he's just a horrendous person, right? And he was like, all these, all this time when I was in Tampa Bay, everybody want to be like, Keyshawn this, Keyshawn that, he's a brat, da 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 And then all of this comes out, like, 15 years after he plays. The, the guy on uh, Sunday Night Football, I, I forget his name, the the black dude, he was, like, basically saying, he's like, you know, I've worked with John Gruden. Tarico? Yeah, oh. Mike Tarico. Was he it like, it might have been Dungy. Nah, no, Dungeon Dunge was like, I think we should just move on from this, yeah, da, 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 da. But Trico was like, also like, oh, I've worked with John Gruden for like X amount of years doing Monday Night Football. Like, never felt any like type of way that like he was like somebody who would like be offensive, such and such. Bro, it's just crazy. Like, I'm, I'm honestly like, I hate to see it for his sake, but it's like the NFL like, taking action towards something like, like this kind of speech. Like, it's really just like the speech. It seems like. Like him saying these like anti, basically racial stuff in emails, like it's just good to see that the NFL is actually taking this type of stuff seriously. Because yeah. not too long ago, this would have been like yeah. swept under the rug, like pretty yeah, he, much he, everything else. He's from like some of these from ten years ago, you know what I mean? Uh, it's, yeah. it's just. Well, it's I just, wonder what makes like, them like want to see it now. It's so that's what. So that's what I was wondering this whole time was when. Well, why now? Like, why did they look? What made them look into John Gruden's emails to find that first one? Because they said it came out in 2011. And I was like, how did y'all even like who was looking at the emails for this to come up and like for y'all to like go out and send it to the Raiders? Um, but apparently uh, the emails to uh, Allen, who was fired by the Washington football team at the end of 2019, they were reviewed as a part of an NFL investigation of workplace misconduct within the franchise that ended this summer. So we did hear about that um, as well earlier this year. So, I mean, man got caught up, sound like. Yeah, nah, he, he, he's in some deep shit right now. And like I, like right now I got no positive words for John Gruden. So, yeah, it was just, you know, like when Rashad, when you threw that in the chat, last week and it was just it it was just talking about uh what's his name demoris yeah and it was just talking about him right like the first thing i thought of was like there's a mad nfl players that don't even give a fuck about him right so like the fact that john gruden was saying that type of shit like they don't even care about demoris smith that like that yeah and then I also thought about, oh, shit, well, you can't get away with saying that no matter what. Because, yeah. like, your team is going to look at you sideways now. Yeah. Like, you got you got however much percentage of the team that's already black. Then you got everybody that support the blacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you feel me? So, I was, I, it's funny because, I don't know if Jamal remembers this, but I, I was asking him. I'm like, so. Yeah, I was about to bring this up. So, I was like, okay, so whatever has transpired this past week about Gruden, do you think them on this two game losing streak. It doesn't matter now because he's not on the team. But at that time, I was I was asking whether or not. Do I think them, like the Raiders are gonna do something? Or just it, would them losing their last game would that have any influence on how they look at Gruden? Because that they lost, it just makes matters worse. Him being the coach and they coming off a loss. No, I don't think. And that me happened. initially, I was like, well, 
if he need if he gets fired, it's not because of that. It's probably because the teams if they don't like play well soon, like he should get fired for how the team's performing. Like, uh, and the that, team wasn't playing terrible though. Yeah, they weren't like this whole season. They weren't. Yeah, not at all. But um, with the two game losing streak and you get into this and it's like all right, like now we got to make a decision, especially because I thought it was one email and it seems like it's multiple. And they found like a whole it's over a span of time backlog. So. Yeah, like this sound like they've been tracking this. So this is beyond me. Um, yeah, but John Gruden, you know, you can kick rocks, saying all this racist shit. All right, question: Does this? And now I don't know. I don't know this dude's contract off the top of my head, but does this put Derek Carr in jeopardy? How's like with the? Because I feel like I feel like John Gruden. Was like oh. keeping Derek Carr. Like there was a time when we were like a lot. A lot of people were like, ah, we could probably move on from Derek Carr yeah. and be alright. Now, see, I think with that, it was more so John Gruden just didn't like Derek Carr. But like, I think people in the Raiders organization do. I don't know like how many, but I, I think most of that organization feels good about him. Okay. I mean, at the start of this season too, so far, seeing yeah. how he played. Yeah. Um. And I think there was a point in time, like, when the Raiders were doing the hard knocks, people were saying, like, you know, Derek Carr's trying too hard to earn John Gruden's, like, like trust and respect as, like, a player. Like, he felt like John Gruden just didn't want him as a quarterback, and he was out there trying to, like, make him like him and do the things that he said. And now he's settling into it. He's not worried about what John Gruden's thinking. Now he's <laughs> now playing he definitely better. don't have to worry yeah, about it. Yeah, now he definitely don't got to worry about like, it. Like, is so. he about to break out? <laughs> like, is that he about be, to wall now, out? Now that would be crazy. Uh, but we'll definitely see. This is pretty crazy. What do you um, guys What do you guys see for the for the Raiders? Let's say the oh, next. Man. Can you pull up their schedule real quick? I right. Know, I don't know who. I don't know who a candidate would even be for head coach right now. Uh, they gonna get some old old head. <laughs> they better get some. They got black. Tony Dungy in the booth, right? <laughs> Tony Dungy in the booth, right? Didn't you say Tony that? Dungy, Tony Dungy, not Tony Dungy. Um, what's his name in the booth? You adjusted his name. Tony Romo. Nah. That would be funny. What, Mike Tirico? I mean, nah, Tony Dungy nah, and Mike nah. Tirico was on Sunday Night Football. Oh, it was Tony Dungy. Is he coaching college, right? No, you talk, you're thinking of Herman Edwards. Oh, okay. They look alike. <laughs> they look alike. I see why. They look alike. I'm not tripping. Y'all just mistaking the two black coaches. <laughs> 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 Not us. <laughs> not us. <laughs> not us not doing that. Not black coaches getting mistaken. <laughs> the Raiders, um, I think they'll definitely have to get like an interim guy who's just on the staff already. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. But moving yeah. forward, I think maybe someone like the uh, – Eric Bieniemy, I think. I think he would be a candidate. For I mean, that. it's just not. They can't get nobody. Yeah, they can get him. Like, yeah. He don't. Now, he don't like, get no love. Eric Bieniemy gets no after love, that, bro. After this incident, imagine them bringing him in. Oh yeah. You oh yeah. I like, mean, I think this next week is a must win for the Raiders now. Like certainly, the Bengals, especially certainly. going against the yeah. multiple multiple reasons. Right. There's, There's just so many like. There's just so much going on. Imagine being a coach in the NFL and telling your wife, uh, yeah, sorry, honey, we got to up and go to Vegas. That's good news if you ask me. (laughs) 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 Devon down to go wherever. Oh, man. man. That stinks. Ben Cleveland uh, just got hurt in the Monday night football game. But, um, yeah, the Raiders have a tough couple games. I mean, Broncos' defense is going to be tough for them. Um, Eagles, Giants, I mean, it's not the toughest three. 
but these all look like losable games too. And um, then they got to follow that three game stretch up with, with the, the Chiefs, Chiefs, Bengals, Cowboys. Like that's tough. No, so they could slide. Yo, real quick. Um, that Bengals game was OD. Great game. Bengals napping here, FaceTiming me while I'm walking my dog. Like, yo, <laughs> kicker <laughs> just missed a field goal. Yo, he just missed it again. Like, <laughs> nah, it, it really crazy. <laughs> it felt that crazy in the moment. Yo, me and Nap was what? in here, and it was and just homie like, had the nerve to celebrate. Bro, oh, was, that was the he worst part. Yo, nah, the he's a rookie, right? At, at yeah, this yeah. part of the day, yeah. there was like four one point, like four yeah. one. It was like the Vikings like and Lions five, five point games. This bro. game, like it was, it was crazy. It's like four games what? under five bro, points. The bro. Patriots were playing. Like it like, was. Yo, just think about. So on. think it now. I'm just thinking about like the perspective of the two kickers. How different, like. You know, outcome of the game, how Yo. different it is for them, them two. Like, you know, you're talking two about opposite ends of the spectrum. Like, <laughs> you talk about QB versus QB is kicker versus kicker, kicker now. Versus kicker, bro. <laughs> Life of a that, kicker. That might be a that might be a closer comparison. <laughs> yeah, honestly, all things considered. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah like, it's, cra- it's crazy though because like, as everyone knows, you have one job and you're doing one thing every single practice, and it's like. Yeah. Come on, man. And the inconsistency <laughs> is crazy because it's just like, yo. What? The homie from uh, the Bengals kick, almost made a 56-yarder, can't hit off the bar, and then he had to kick the game winner that was like 40-something and missed. And you know, like, I was like Cincinnati, like, if they could get a win like this against Green Bay. Oh, no, it's real. Oh, that would have been real. If they what? were old. Oh, sure. Yeah, that would have been tough. That but, yo, after, after Mason Crosby, so that I think it was the kick in overtime. He missed before he made yep, it. Yep. Yeah. When he went back to the sideline, like everybody was tapping him. <laughs> like there were mad people that were like tapping, him, like, yo, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. I know there's like at least 40% of the team that's like, yo, fuck that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not going anywhere near him. Yo. Like, yo, if I go near him, I'm going to go off. They don't want to see him. They don't want to look yeah. in his direction. Yeah. Yo, also, bro, Tate, Devontae Adams had 200 yards. Yeah, nobody mentioned that really. That yeah, no one really talked about it. Like, I get it. The game was crazy, but he also had 200 yards on 11 receptions. But that also just shows you <laughs> that this man is a smooth criminal. <laughs> like Low to key. go up in there and take two, get 200 yards easy on 11 in a touchdown to top and it off. No one talk about it, <laughs> and for no one to even bad an eye. <laughs> like, oh, nah, that's hard. That's how you know you in the upper echelon. That's a regular at the office for him, though. But Randall still, Cobb had a big catch too. Yep. down the down the middle mm-hmm. of the field where he took a like he took and delivered a shot. <laughs> It's Shit. great for it's great for Rogers to have that safety blanket Jamar back. Jamar Chase, yeah, Jamar had he another can catch, one. By the way, but uh, yeah, he's out here balling. He got doing what he's at advertising. Yeah, right six now, six for one fifty nine, averaging twenty six and a half yards a catch. It's just crazy because oh, no, in hindsight, no, 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 no. in hindsight, like I definitely um, was one of the people saying that they should have got Penny Sewell, bro. Especially after seeing oh, Joe yeah. Burrow I'm get in, hit, yeah. but like. He, like, went down for a little bit, but that was kind of on his own doing. It wasn't like the offensive line broke down. But, like, just seeing um, Jamar Chase, like, do what was expected, I think that's proving more valuable. And I think we mentioned that yeah. in the previous episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nah, yeah definitely. And it's, like, one of those things, like, you know, now the Bengals organization, the front office is like, all right, like, y'all can, we shut, up. That, y'all so can that, shut up now. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we know what we're doing, but. Mm-hmm. Where they're talking mm-hmm. directly to us, too. Yeah, they're talking to me because I really wasn't about that. <laughs> no, I definitely thought but, they should have got that just, like, to build around Penny yeah. School would have been. 
it seemed as if you know Penny Sewell right now is on the Detroit Lions and they're 0 five. So and he's not looking great. Yeah. So it's really hindsight's twenty twenty, but I think they definitely you know shout out to them for I'm sure they followed their gut and got their guy. So Jamar yeah. Chase is. I hope he continues to like, just ascend and do his thing. Yeah. If the, if the Bengals defense holds up and they go out next year and they pick up that lineman, like, yeah. Kid but has also another serious crazy here. thing is like, bro, like it's crazy how like the headlines, like you know, he struggled in the preseason. Jamar Chase did, and like people were like mad quick getting ready to write him off, like. And it's just crazy how like how much the headlines just feed into like what people think of NFL players, like. I mean, that's just everything in general, like, yeah. like particularly in sports, it's like, yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean. You really just gotta look at the game. And People push every scenario to yeah. the extreme. Yeah, <laughs> they just need the headlines, basically. So yeah. it's just like, um, he's he's really good, <laughs> like, and that that you can see that chemistry between yeah. him and between Jamar Chase and and Joe Burrow, like, that's that's fire. I mean, you your college. QB wide receiver connection, you go on to the that NFL you won, and you're still doing this. There's really no drop off essentially. Yeah. Um Yo, remember that day we were looking at um <laughs> Joe Burrow's season and like all the receivers had like Jamar Chase had like eighteen touchdowns. Yeah. Twenty two two thousand yards. Jefferson had like twenty touchdowns, <laughs> like something crazy. Fifteen hundred yards, seventeen hundred yards, yeah. something like that. Yeah, and I yeah. it was ridiculous. It, like you know, like some things are just like you know, <laughs> not out of like just unreal, and this this connection is one of them. Yeah. Like like, but then again, there's also the other side of it where Joe Burrow throws bad picks, like bad picks yeah. sometimes. The one in OT, terrible. The one in awful. OT, awful. It was disgusting. Awful pick, a- abysmal pick <laughs> to to end the game, really. Or to like you know put your team in in bad position. Yeah, I'm watching this game right now. Look, like right, I'm oh, I gotta see that replay. Yeah. Are there any other games in particular? I mean the the Niners Cardinals. Those are two that NFC West division we always go over. Um, and the Cardinals squeaked out a W, seventeen to ten against the Niners. Trey Lance uh, played okay, didn't play great, had a pick. Uh, but Rand, he was a leading rusher, um, and you could tell they wanted him to have the ball in his hands. And he could make plays with the legs. Uh, he made some good throws, too. Um, oh, yeah, he might. Trey Lance, he's unfortunate because he pro- might not play with the knee sprain. balled. He got a knee sprain. He sprained his knee? Yeah, yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, Diop had six so. for 87 in a touchdown. Uh, the running game was kind of non-existent for the Cardinals, though. Uh, Rondell Moore leading the team with 38 rushing yards. Uh, James Conner, 10 carries for 29 yards. Uh, but getting a win in that NFC West division, uh, that's that's a huge one for the Cardinals going forward. Yeah. I mean, they almost had like 100. They're, yeah, they're the only undefeated team still in the NFL. So keeping that on. Can we talk about Tom Brady uh, throwing for what? Was it four hundred five <laughs> touchdowns? And My it was the first gosh. time he done it as, in his career. Got all at, of his receivers involved, and he had a thirteen yard carry. AB was looking nimble, looking well in his prime still. Yeah, AB. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yo, Hold on, Javel. Like remember when Brady went for the run in the game, and we just couldn't do anything but laugh. <laughs> <laughs> he did this little shimmy he shake. Did a little shimmy oh, yeah. shake. Oh, I was like, he, oh he man. Like he was, 
little like when the hair stand up on your back. Word. Like you got somebody chasing you. <laughs> Yo, but but nah, AB is AB a dog, is a bro. Hall of Famer. Like, there's no question. Like he's still playing. Like this is the definition of a Hall of Famer. Like he's still playing at a high level at the at this point in his career. Like when everybody said that that he was crazy and wrong and was you know I mean didn't belong in the league. He's still coming out and producing. Yeah, I saw we posted that tweet in the chat. Said, <laughs> said AB was right about like mad about three things about Big Ben, Juju, and then about uh, the Raiders Luda organization. Did. That's <laughs> mad funny. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of scary. AB, like coaches on the line. What the hell's what going the hell's on? Going on? <laughs> want, he said, "Do you want me to be an Oakland Raider?" He really—that's crazy. Given hey, the news man. about John Gruden, hey man, look—it looked like the, the the Tampa Bay Bucks want him to be a Buccaneer because oh, yeah. they they like Tom Brady's feeding him and he's producing for him. Yeah, it's wild, bro. Like we talk about it all the time. Like the Brady's just doing at this age and this point in his career, like. That, yeah. that obviously goes without saying, but like, like bro, every four, single, four hundred and five touchdowns, bro, is just like, come on, bro, it's he's crazy. 40, he's forty three, forty four, yeah, on on like seventy five percent completion percentage, bro, like, come on now, for the career, no, what this, this game, game. probably for his career, honestly, yeah, like, probably close, but that would be nice. yeah, <laughs> the run, the running game, they showed up a little bit, just provided like. You know, a little breathing room, but after that, it was really just Tom just cutting up. Yeah, like yeah, it don't make any sense. Yeah. But the Dolphins, really man, like cutting up on the Dolphins of all, like you would think the Dolphins' defense would have a little bit more of like, you know, what I mean, pride, yeah. pride. <laughs> like, nah, because like they are, they like like that's kind of been like the one like kind of bright spot for them is they like got a young defense that yeah. kind of gets after yeah. it. Yeah, I think for what it's worth though, it's probably in part because that offense is so bad. You just have your defense on the field all, all the time. game. Yeah, and yeah. eventually, Against a guy like, like Tom Brady, yeah. you don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you ain't got your starting quarterback. And, and, and it's like that defense is good against like. They're good against most opponents, but Brady is not the guy that like you. Not really, most yeah. opponents. Yeah, you're not gonna get the, the the bullshit for the most part from him with the people he has around him at this point in his career. Yeah, like it's just too difficult for him to mess up, like rather than just like play well. It don't yeah. make no sense. Which is, which doesn't make any sense, but it somehow makes sense. Twenty one points in the fourth quarter just goes to show you like how quickly the Bucks can like just like take a game and just like put it out of hand yeah it was 24 like, 17 like or yeah 24 17 fourth. going into the fourth and then they dropped 21 on your head top to finish you off uh, yeah just, that's just no chance after yeah, that's that. cold 21 in the fourth they're trying to mortal combat you yeah bro finish him. <laughs> <laughs> nah bro but hey man you know brady's all brady's always gonna do him and and that's always gonna be apparent, I guess, for the rest of his career because I ain't seen no signs of anything else. And now with the talent he got around him at this point, like Jamel was pointing at, like, yeah. Again, there's not much to say about it. Like the weapons he ha- he has. Like, oh, we skipped over. Mike Evans had like 113 yards too, like 115, two touches, like, two touchdowns, like. Come on, bro. 
Yeah. Everybody involved. Like game. Everybody nah, eats, B. Yo. Everybody eats. Miles um, Gaskin, by the way, he balled out, too, for what it's worth. Solid um, game. He yeah. had 10 catches. Over 100 yards. All purpose. Yeah. Yeah. He had a... Uh, I mean, I only said that because I did sit him in fantasy, so. Nah. <laughs> nah, when you see 20-plus points yeah. on your bench. <laughs> see yeah. I had Madison on my bench. One of these times, I'm going to throw him in there. But nah, like, that's, the, nah, that's like the only guy that you can, like, securely throw in your lineup whenever he's in. Because, like, yeah. they're going to feed him 25 times. Yeah. Yeah, they, like, trust him. The thing lot. is, I think next week they're going against Chicago, I think it is. Who's pretty good against the run. Chicago. Yo, so, talking about the run. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry did what he needed to do. Of course, yeah. Against the Jaguar, over one thirty touchdown, three I touches. Mean, I mean, you could you could bet money on. It. Oh, come on, not to Pittman Ugh, for a loss. Though. Anybody but Pittman. It's kind of bad. I you mean, get a point for a catch though. The so Jaguars like, were in this game. Were in the game kind of for like the most part early, and then it just got got out of hand. Yeah, the, yeah. It's another organization. Work in progress, hopefully. Yeah, Urban Meyer is still recovering the from the backlash he's been getting. Hey, man, at least he still has his job. At least he still has his wife. <laughs> Yo. Yo at least so. For real? Ever been out here in the bar with a floozy? Yo. You think that's, you think that's the first, you think that's the first time? Hey. You think that's the first time for Urban? Hey, the other ones oh, weren't man. on camera. I think that's the first time he had himself in that position with them arms between his legs at the bar. I hope nah, it's he the did first look kind of uncomfortable. That looked mad uncomfortable. So I, I don't know, man. Coach Meyer, I, I, I still admire the work you, you've done over the years. <laughs> and if, if you want to have an interview with me at any point, like um, I, I'll talk on behalf of the zone talk. I know you don't want to talk to these things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I ain't got nothing to say. I just want to ask where you get that move from. <laughs> <laughs> no, make no sense to me. <laughs> but uh, and that's try, it. But try to avoid the cameras, but yeah. you still try to get it all. Word. Oh, look, man. Yeah, he's a, he, he's a liability in these streets. <laughs> he's a liability out here. Liability. <laughs> but hey, man. Hopefully, hey, man, next week's a great opportunity for the Jags to get their first win. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Who so, they got next week? Nice. I don't I think, even know. I think, I think it's like the. the uh, Dolphins. Dolphins. That yeah. is a, that is a good opportunity, but that defense, if no, they show up, that might be their best shot. Yeah. Oh, it's in London though. That's in London. What's wrong with that? Pip pip. Cherry out. That's the best thing ever. What? I don't want that to get lost, yo. Uh, having games Jets, in London. Jets. Atlanta at 9 a.m. in the morning. Like a oh, real football, football game. Yeah, I know <laughs> like, what you mean. Like I woke up and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Where? Like I could just throw in the game. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, me and Rashad was talking about it recently, actually. I mean, we'll, we're probably going to end on that. We got to taste of what the West Coast second. life is like. Yeah, True. yeah, for real. Because I'm like, in the West Coast, imagine going to games, like 10 a.m. the games are starting um, when you're over there. And then yeah, that's true. the 4 o'clock games are at 1, nice. the night games at 4.30. And it's like, you could be out at the bar all day catching all these games. It's like, and then still get home early enough to recover. That would be like ideal, but um, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! The Colts just had one kicker kick it, and then they and then he missed it. They said, "Fuck it, Rodrigo, go back out there." Oh man, you better put Rodrigo in there. That's is he hurt? Or That's what I'm saying. He's my fantasy kicker. What's going on? I need nah, these points. The leash is short for kickers for sure. Ah, oh, I lost. All right, I lost. I can stop worrying about it. 
All right, man. Let's well, all right, let's get out of here. Uh, another episode of Zone Talk. We got sidetracked today by the breaking news, but uh, we had to had to talk about that. So we'll be back with you guys next week uh, with all your Zone Talk content, recapping the week six games. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Zone Talk Podcast. Yeah, and we're going to catch out, out later. And, and reach out if you guys want us uh, want to hear us talk about anything specific throughout the week or on, on a weekly podcast. We're always looking for new content to give you guys. Absolutely. Just at us. Just at us. At me. At me. It go down in the DM. It sure <laughs> do. It go down. Peace. Zone Talk, Zone Talk, Zone Talk. I'm the type of make a move and don't nobody know You don't gotta hide it if you wanna let it show, girl All I need is any with a little bit of dope Soon as I get them both, you know I'm already to go, yeah Never mind them rookies, baby, come fuck with the pro We can do it faster, we can do it slow Never mind them knocks, yeah, leave them at the door I know what your spot's like, I've been there before, yeah. I left my main hoe, now my side my main hoe Jigger chain clothes, live exquisite, they know Performing plain clothes, get the bag and race home Ain't got time for lame hoes or any of you lame hoes Riding something for him, riding in that Zane low. Rich or poor, I'm still gonna live by the same code. Off the throne, it's hard to think how I got home. I'm at the mall shopping, but I think I got those. I got drugs up in my system, I might go off. Hey, quarter on the beat, I told him go off. I ain't never been the type to show off. And I ain't never pressed, don't make me go off. Hey. Okay, I want a deal, but they be robbed. They steal my bike, crib from north up to prosper. They kill these niggas, bite me hard, I feel like hoe. They feel these niggas flex, too hard, they care about hoes, for real. Yeah. Top speed, O-D, low key on me Top speed, O-D, low key Shorty won't get drafted, but I'm only tryna blaze her 20 out of 10 every single time I raid her Probably got a hundred on the dice just like a racer I'ma go top speed I'ma go top speed, yeah I'm a go top speed. I'm a go top speed, yeah.